I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Surprise, surprise. Twitch has done absolutely nothing to protect children on the platform. October 28th, 2022. This is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, the anticipated Callisto protocol is no longer coming out in Japan. Activision Blizzard is basically shipping empty discs, and we'll check out the week that was in video game news with the Friday Replay. Last month, Bloomberg's Cecilia D'Anastasio released a report about child predators on Twitch. Over the last two years, D'Anastasio compiled data on 1,976 Twitch users who have cataloged accounts with child streamers on them, and accounts that have coerced children into performing explicit sexual acts on stream. Since the release of this report, there hasn't been any movement on Twitch's end to address any of these problems. D'Anastasio tweeted out, quote, Since the report, I have seen no new move to prevent children from live streaming on Twitch, particularly on mobile, or add basic protections seen on YouTube and TikTok Live. This morning, it took me one minute and 20 seconds between hitting sign up in Twitch's mobile app and going live. I also have not seen moves from Twitch to prevent adults from finding kids. On Monday, I saw four apparent kids within the first eight streams in one category, three clicks away from the homepage. So what has Twitch done? Twitch announced it's removing one feature, the feature we use to identify predatory accounts. Soon we will no longer be able to access following and follower information through Twitch's API. Who knows? Maybe a coincidence. 
She also points out that the same day her previous report was published was the exact same day Twitch announced their change to creator payouts, which is exactly what you would do if you're trying to bury a damning story. So Twitch is not only not fixing these issues, they're actively hindering the investigation. At the end of the day, Twitch makes it way too easy for children to stream on the platform, and Twitch's moderation tools are not adequate enough to combat child predators. Striking Distance Studio, the developer behind the Callisto Protocol, has outright canceled the Japanese version of the Callisto Protocol, with Striking Distance tweeting out, quote, We have decided to discontinue the Japanese version of the Callisto Protocol. We have determined that the game cannot pass the CERO rating in its current state, and that changing the content would not provide the experience that players expect. We appreciate your understanding in Japan. Striking Distance is also offering refunds to everyone in Japan who pre-ordered the game. Now, not really surprised that the Callisto Protocol is having problems with the CERO getting the game rated in Japan. CERO, since its inception in 2002, has been notorious about censoring gratuitous violence and nudity. Even in the Z18 Plus category, CER issues to mature games. And by judging by a lot of the Callisto Protocol's trailers, Striking Distance would have to make heavy concessions to even get a Z18 Plus rating in Japan. With that being said, for the rest of us, the Callisto Protocol is coming out on December 2nd. The remake of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is launching today, and for those that normally buy physical editions to cut back on digital downloads, you basically bought an empty disc. The Modern Warfare 2 Physical Edition disc only has 72 megabytes of data on it, enough data to initiate the download process when you insert the disc, forcing everyone to now download a 150 gigabyte file. While 150 gigs isn't that much for most people, it still affects those whose internet connection isn't good enough for these huge downloads, like households I was talking about last Friday in the Markup Report, where Markup found that 38 ISPs are using racist redlining tactics to overcharge lower-income households for slower internet speeds. So for the people who are unfortunately paying for 5 megabits per second download speeds, you'll be downloading Modern Warfare in about 66 and a half hours. That's nearly three days to download this f***ing game. Kotaku did reach out to Activision Blizzard about these empty discs, and they do plan on offering actual retail copies in the future. So if you were looking forward to skipping the giant download, you might want to wait. But knowing Activision Blizzard at this point, I doubt populated discs are actually going to be a thing anytime soon, or probably ever. Alright, it's Friday, and before my voice goes for the entire weekend, let's get in a podcast review. This one comes to us from Sir Jaffa Cake off of Podcast Addict. By the way, it, I, I've listened back to the show, and it sounds like sometimes I say Podcast Addict, and it's not that. It's Podcast Addict. 
Anyway, Sir Jaffa Cake says, quote, This is the greatest gaming news recap podcast, period. Wow, thank you. I work for a video game retail store, and it's vital that I keep up to date on what's going on to be able to help my customers and help my business. I listen to Let's Play on the way to work every day, and not only is it helpful, but it's entertaining as hell to boot. Thanks to you, I've become the guy who knows what's happening. Give it a download today, you won't regret it, and if you enjoy it, please drop a review here too. Every review helps. Sir Jaffa Cake is right. Every review helps. Be like Jaffa Cake. Get a job at a video game retail store and play Let's Play every day for your customers. Why don't you try that, Jaffa Cake? I'm kidding. But do be like Jaffa Cake and leave a review. Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, and CastBox are all platforms that we're checking. Anyway, it's Friday, and like we always do, we're going to check out some of the biggest news stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Axios recently sat down with the SimCity creator Will Wright about his next venture into blockchain games. Wright's blockchain game is called Voxverse and is being co-developed with a blockchain-focused startup, Gala Games. Wright's delusional vision for Voxverse is like every other blockchain game. Sell virtual land via NFTs to rich people and farm community creators to build NFT items in the game. However, Wright says he, quote, doesn't really want to be in the business of selling NFTs. Though later in the interview, he defends selling NFTs as a way of distributing wealth from whales to community content creators, which is just trickle-down economics with more steps. Regardless of Wright's optimistic outlook on blockchain gaming, his partner Gala Games is pushing the NFT part of Voxverse hard. Gala Games has recently released NFTs based on DreamWorks Trolls, which comes with guaranteed early access to Voxverse virtual land, and costs 0.888 Ethereum, or $1,300 US each. This is in addition to the $25 million Gala Games has spent on the development of Voxverse. At the end of the day, Will Wright's Voxverse is yet another crypto scam. The fact that Gala Games is already selling virtual land for a game that doesn't have a definitive release date is, wait for it, scummy, and reeks of every other crypto game that sold itself like this and then pulled the rug. 
A new National Labor Relations Board complaint was filed yesterday against Activision Blizzard by the Communication Workers of America. This time around, Lulu Chang Maseravi, the chief communication officer at Blizzard, was named in the complaint. The complaint alleges Maseravi shared anti-union propaganda in a Slack message last week that 18,000 employees have access to. The complaint also claims that Maseravi, quote, coerced and restrained employees of their Section 7 rights, which is the right to join, form, or assist a union, and admonished staff not to share anything other than discreet and respectful communication about Activision Blizzard. Before this complaint last week, union organizer Jessica Gonzalez shared the Slack message outlining the union-busting propaganda Maseravi posted in Slack. Gonzalez commented on the screenshot saying, quote, new Activision Blizzard union bus just dropped. The irony of the communications channel being locked and they're still using the we'd like a direct communication line. Clown show. How dare you undermine the Game Workers of Alliance when Activision Blizzard King refuses to bargain in good faith. Gonzalez also has receipts for the Slack message being locked with a screenshot that says, quote, only certain people can post in this channel. Though this didn't stop hundreds of employees responding with negative emojis, which prompted Maseravi to respond with, quote, I can hear the booing from here and have registered the disappointing dog emojis. Overall, it was only a matter of time before Activision Blizzard faced yet another NLRB complaint. Activision Blizzard had doubled and tripled down on the union-busting rhetoric over the last year. It's going to be interesting to see, though, if the NLRB will hit Activision Blizzard with anything other than a fine and forced bulletin board posts. The studio behind Disco Elysium, Zaum, Zam, Z-A slash U-M, it's one of those three, has been going through a weird controversy this month. It all started on October 1st, when one of the founding members, Martin Luigia, publicly announced the dissolution of the Za-Um, that's what I'm going to go with, of the Za-Um Cultural Association. Luigia's statement reads, quote, I, Martin Luigia, a founding member and secretary of the Za-Um Cultural Association, as well as the assembler of most of the core team, am hereby dissolving the Za-Um Cultural Association. Not to be confused with the Za-Um Company, on which subject I would note that neither Robert Kurvitz, Helen Heimpier, nor Alexander Rostov are currently working there since the end of last year, and their leaving the company was involuntary, which would seem like bad news for the loving fans that are waiting for the disco sequel. Kurvitz was the lead designer for Disco Elysium and the writer of the novel the game is based on. Heimpier was one of the game's writers and Rostov was the lead artist. According to two Kotaku sources, Kurvitz's departure also came with a threat of legal action from Za-Um. Kotaku also confirmed that Za-Um was keeping Kurvitz's departure quiet. Due to Kotaku asking for an interview with Kurvitz in February, Za-Um declined the interview on his behalf but did not give an indication that Kurvitz had left the studio. Now this brings us to Monday, where Kurvitz is now suing Za-Um, though the details of the suit are pretty brief. The only information right now is that Kurvitz is seeking to obtain information and review documents. 
Kotaku has reached out to both Kurvitz and Za'am about the lawsuit, but neither have responded as of this recording. Though Kotaku did reach out to Martin Luigia about the lawsuit, and Luigia didn't have any new information. When pressed, Luigia speculated that this lawsuit is Kurvitz's fight to regain control of the Elysium IP. Overall, it's sad to see an indie developer like Za'am practically fall apart like this, especially when they created such a well-beloved game like Disco Elysium. Blizzard has finally dropped the first seasonal event in Overwatch 2, and it's going over like a turd in the punch bowl. Overwatch's Halloween Terror Extravaganza is running from October 25th to November 8th. Overwatch 2 players will be able to play the six-year-old Junkenstein's Revenge co-op mode, Woo! along with the ability to purchase Halloween cosmetics, though something seems to be missing from previous events. That would be the ability to earn cosmetic rewards from these events through just playing the game. Last year's Halloween Terror Extravaganza, you could earn cosmetics from 9 wins in Quick Play each week, 9 wins in Arcade each week, and earn loot boxes for each level from the EXP you earned from playing the game. All of this is now gone in Overwatch 2 and replaced by the in-game shop, which features bundles of the past year's skins for 2,000 Overwatch coins or 20 whole-ass dollars. For newer characters like Kiriko's witchy skin bundle, you'll have to fork over $26, though in reality you can't actually purchase 2,600 Overwatch coins. The lowest amount you can buy to get the Kiriko bundle is 3,000 Overwatch coins or $30, leaving 400 Overwatch coins left over that you have to figure out how to use and not a whole lot of 400 Overwatch coin purchases to make. And if the pricing wasn't scummy enough, Blizzard has made the bold decision to offer these new bundles at a discount, according to them. Listing the Kiriko Witchy Skin Bundle for $37 and discounting it to $26. Though these new skin bundles were never offered without the quote-unquote discounted price, meaning Blizzard is manipulating people into thinking $26 for one skin, a weapon charm, a player icon, and a couple of sprays is a good deal. Overall, I've never seen a game studio spit directly in the faces of their player base quite like Blizzard has with the Overwatch community. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure to subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, and CastBox. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.